Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Kyle Anderson. Yay! Yay! We've got another great episode for you. It is the last in our series on 7M Films and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and coincidentally also crumping um <laughs> this one's a banger i absolutely loved it i want to thank kyle for coming on again and yeah, uh, well, thank kyle, you guys this was so fun yeah yeah this is a blast kyle where can people find you people can find me i do a uh, I do like a little short form documentaries uh on my youtube you can check those out at kyle anderson comedy i've covered colts i've covered uh the king of thailand i've covered a bunch of weird stuff that uh, i try to do videos that people haven't really done bigger channels haven't really covered so if you like watching weird video essays on interesting things i hopefully have covered some stuff that you who haven't doesn't? heard other people talk about yeah exactly who doesn't it's a majority um, of the stuff i watch on youtube anyway exactly yeah uh, me too that's why i started making them um so you can uh, you can follow me on there. Subscribe, please. Uh, it would help me a lot on uh, Kyle Anderson Comedy. I've got a Patreon over there, too. Links to it. Um, and uh, check out my podcast that I do, uh, Development Hell. We cover a bunch of movies, albums, musicals, stuff that was hard to make. Went through a lot of Development Hell. Um, we're about to do Mad Max, uh, so that's going to be super fun. going to be a really fun episode. Uh, so check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, I think without any further ado, let's hop into the show. Hello. 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 Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these these are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Kyle Anderson. Yay! Yay! Yay. Look at that. Two episodes in, and you've shown a lot of growth. Confidence. Mm. I can't see what you're waving at me because the blur on your Zoom call is. I'm taking I'm I'm taking direction like Ah. a dancer. You dumb motherfucker. No, <laughs> no, no listen. Listen. Dumb. Listen. Hear me out. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for joining us for uh, the second part of this series. Last week, we covered a lot of the history of crump and clowning and uh, some of where like the issues in the dance community come from. And today we are going to cover more of 7M. Um, I'm going to let you take it away, bud. Yeah, go yeah. for it. So, like I said in the last episode, 7M uh, Films is a management company, right? Um, so, the idea on paper is that they just manage artists. Um, so, you know, what they would have you believe is that uh, they're an above-board Hollywood management company. And yeah, they have to oversee a lot of their clients' financials because that's what they do. Um, Mm. They make sure that they are overseeing the deals because that's what managers do. 
Yeah, uh, managers yeah. and the management industry, a historically not a place where people get taken advantage of <laughs> or form really long-lasting, horrifically abusive relationships. <laughs> and if I can give you one tip, it's always let your dad make all of your business decisions oh, for you for no. the rest of your life. So, so 7M Films is... Uh, run by Robert Shin, who is also the pastor of the Shekinah Church. Um, and a lot of people claim that, <clears throat> you know, 7M is really the marketing arm of the Shekinah Church. Um, now, Robert is uh, a little interesting. He's a, he started off as a doctor in Canada, um, and he left his wife... Uh, and his children there um, after he claims that God spoke to him and told him to go open a church in California. Hmm. Um, so like, I, I mean, that's pretty midlife crisis to be like, honey, God said I have to go hang out with TikTok dancers in California. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, if but that I was had in the nineties, so yeah. it wasn't if quite TikTok. <laughs> A nickel for every time a cult leader's like, I love you, baby. And because I love you and God so much, I have to go fuck a bunch of other people's wives. You get it. It's what God wants. <laughs> yeah. It's it's sort of a classic, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, the yeah, Bible yeah, yeah. left out just how horny God is for other people's property and wives. You should always covet thy neighbor's wife. That's like rule number one, I'm pretty no, sure. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the... the <laughs> the inverse i mean like the opposite of that is like rule number seven uh, uh just, well you know which one of us is the expert here Paige? anyway kyle <laughs> yeah. so uh so like i said in 1992 robert shin uh immigrated uh to the u.s from canada uh and he had a son conrad and a daughter chloe uh with his first wife um not at not long after arriving in the u.s uh, Robert was practicing medicine and starting this church, um, and his secretary Esther joined the church. Did you say um, practicing medicine? Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a doctor. Okay. Like a like a real doctor or Apparently. like a cult leader doctor. Apparently okay. a real. Okay. He was like a practicing medical doctor, and that's how he got he... his initial money to start everything. Okay, because I think he was like a say... successful doctor in in, uh, in Canada. Okay, because sometimes when people say practicing, I'm like, shouldn't you be good right. at it by now? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> or even like if he was like a, a Bhagavan type doctor where he's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I've just been saying it long enough it's that I me, am. Dr. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> These guys are like, I've done it for 10,000 hours. I'm a doctor. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So he he moved uh, to the U.S. and and got with this, uh, this secretary, Esther. Um, and went on to marry her and have two more children, uh, Isaiah and Elias. Um, is and... this like an above board situation or did he do this while also still married to somebody else? Yeah, back uh, in Canada. I believe he divorced his wife in Canada. Okay. Um, but it is important to note that Esther was uh, like obviously just a person in the church congregation who he then had work closer under him and then eventually had marry mm. him. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So there is like power dynamics there that are like, you know, and there are some recordings on SoundCloud that they've taken off after like Redditors found them uh, that you can find out there of uh, some of their um, sermons. Right. And in the songs and stuff, they're talking about not only praising God, but specifically praising our pastor, who is a. Uh, a messenger for God directly. Ooh, Ooh yikes. So. Anytime somebody's like, I've got the red phone to God and you don't, I'm just like, no, yeah. you're yeah. a human and therefore fallible. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know what makes him like a penis page. Uh, <laughs> I just, <laughs> you don't need to go pointing out fallible objects every time oh, you see them. I know what makes him like a penis, not being able to keep it in his pants for more than one woman. Just, hey, you know, oh. hey, oh. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, Paige. I'm not sure that he's telling the truth here because, like, that's the oldest lie in the book. No, of course I have a wife, but you don't know her. She goes to a different school <laughs> she in, lives Canada. in Canada. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> oh, no, I'm like so super funny. married. I've 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 had nuptials before. <laughs> yeah, I nuptial so hard. <laughs> um, now, you know they claim. That you don't need to be a member of the church to be represented by 7M, um, nor do you have to be represented by 7M to be a member of the Shekinah Church, right? They claim oh. that they're just separate entities. One is a secular for-profit production company, and one is a church. And some of the same people just happen to be involved with both, right? I'm glad that you don't have to be part of 7M to join the church because, like, how bad would it be if you really wanted to devote yourself to Christ, but you just could not pop and lock? Yeah, you need two <laughs> years of tap, three years of jazz, five years of hip hop. If you want to love God, you got to put in the work, bitch. I heard well, do that you love God or Fosse. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that their newest member was in a pop and lockathon for three days and then came back afterwards. <laughs> he reemerged. <laughs> I mean, it does explain why most people who are crumping look like they're actively rising from the grave. <laughs> In the community, we call it Beaster. Uh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> you have been dropping dance terms throughout the last two episodes. And okay, that, one was, that one was fake, but the others were real. Yeah. Okay. I, I wish Beaster was real. <laughs> I'm just it's not realizing just the bunny that it's not. From Don, like, like Donnie Darko bunny. Like that's Beaster. <laughs> yeah, Beaster. Oh, Christ. All right. So, um, yeah, well, we're getting to him. Um, you, <laughs> you don't. Uh, so, so they would, you know, have you believe one is a secular production company and one is a, uh, you know, it's a church. Um, now, uh, they are staffed. Seven uh, of Films is staffed entirely by church members. What? <laughs> Crazy. What uh, in the Scientology are you talking about? They also have the same business address. Oh, Like, no. if you just look up their public business records, they're owned by all the same people, staffed entirely by the same people, uh, and operate out of the same building. So, mm. um, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, this is where the, the page soapbox uh, for a second. Uh, there is a serious problem with our tax exemption process for churches in this country. And one of the biggest problems with it is a lack of oversight. Uh, and this is absolutely one of those cases, I would imagine, where they're probably reaping all the benefits of being a church while maybe a lot of their activities are not church like or vice versa they're operating a business that is 
allegedly secular while it is definitely part of that church. Well, yeah. hold on, because here's the thing. I have a little bit of doubts because I know a person. It's my cousin, and he mm. works at a place that also shares its uh, business address with another prominent business owned by the same people. But even though... Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Yeah, on. yeah. I was... <laughs> Even though he works there, he's still a Taco Bell employee and not technically part of the Pizza Hut church. If you order a thin crust supreme, I don't make it. <laughs> I just like the Pizza Hut was the church yeah. and Taco Bell was the company. They were like, he doesn't worship at the altar of Pizza Hut. He just works in the building of Taco Bell. <laughs> he works at the feed court of my life <laughs> uh, look he yeah he's he's not a true believer he just works at the taco bell he doesn't sing ave marinara with the rest of them <laughs> beautiful uh, as we all know the cheese goes into the crust for three days before emerging into your mouth when you eat it backwards yeah <laughs> And all of our children, after completing their course of religious study, get a free personal pan pizza. <laughs> yeah. What's more stale? Anything from Pizza Hut or communion wafers? You'll never be able to tell the difference. Dude, if I if I read Johnny Tremaine for a personal pan pizza, I'd definitely read the Bible for one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Want to read a sad a book about a kid's hand getting fucked up? I guess. Can I get a personal pan pizza? Yeah. Because he was working with Pewter. We all know. Yeah. Uh, I what is a hut if not a place of worship? Like, <laughs> and but here's my question: Pizza and here's Tabernacle. Where the Pizza Tabernacle. Here's where the the conspiracy starts because they're in the same building. They have the same business address. Clearly, there's a bleed over from sexual, not sexual, <laughs> se secular and religious. But if you look at Taco Bell. A bell is usually in what? A steeple. It's a fucking church. Remind us. <laughs> Damn. Uh, it's a place of worship. The bell is the steeple. Do Jesus you see it, Christ. sheeple? See it? Open, <laughs> Open your the... eyes. Follow the money, Halle Burton. Open now, your eyes, see I... all the little sheeple. <laughs> what is fourth meal if not communion? Fourth um, meal. Oh my they're god. They're just serving communion. It's just chips and cheese. Uh, Paige, I don't think I can. Crunch wrap my head around this. <laughs> you guys remember well, when the Flappers Comedy Festival was headlined by the Taco Bell dog? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Robert Smigel. No, not Robert Smigel. It's the it's uh, Carlos <sighs> Alarasqui. Yeah. It's great. Uh, oh, I thought you meant Gizmo, uh, the dog. No, the no. The, the voice of the Taco Bell uh, dog. I mean, Gizmo made an appearance. <laughs> Gizmo, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but here's another thing. If you are not convinced of the bleed over between the two and how problematic that can be, especially considering like taxes, but also the influence of the people involved in both. What has Taco Bell just brought back? The Mexican pizza. It's Whoa. all there. There you go. It's all you know what? There. Now that you mention it, I, my cousin did fuck his manager. So yeah, I can see how oh, this can shit. turn problematic fast. Fuck it. Who, who, who claimed they were talking to God? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he said it. He was tacoing to God. So I mean, to God, <laughs> our beef supreme overlord. So I don't know. 
This is a good pod. Well, yeah, you got to fight <laughs> against the power of the Diablo sauce, dude. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is just making me want tacos. I know. I'm looking at hungry now. Dude. I feel like I've been Baja blasted with the spirit. Um. <laughs> this oh. is what's so sad is to make all these jokes. We have to have a deep understanding and appreciation <laughs> for the menu. Oh yeah, you're just cinnamon twisting the scripture all around. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even care. Oh God. <sighs> Uh, oh shit so uh i earned a seven pack of those little cum balls God. they make i gotta get one <laughs> imagine we have the people in this cult who try to listen to this episode and like be mad and we're just sitting like, here making i would be Taco mad Bell but now puns. i just want a mexican pizza <laughs> yeah. yeah we're just making taco bell puns for 20 minutes yeah i don't know boss i tried to listen to what they said it's a lot about pizza hut being a church <laughs> I think they allege some pretty bad stuff, but then they talk about Mexican pizza for a few minutes. (laughs) This back in court. (laughs) Side tangent. For those of you on TikTok, I I don't know if either of you saw Doja Cat's rap about the Mexican pizza. Yeah. But my favorite is that she's like, they asked me to do this, so I'm going to do it. And she does like a pretty cool rap about the Mexican pizza. But then she ends it with just like, the Mexican pizza is the pizza (laughs) for you and me. And I was like, that's a deep cut SpongeBob reference. And I am here for it. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Let's see if we can get Doja rep by 7M. (laughs) Oh, no. No. Leave Doja alone. We love Doja Cat. She's the American love dream. Doja Cat. She is um, the American dream. So now in a 2013 lawsuit, uh, Robert Shin, the leader of 7M Films, testified uh, that all of his employees were also church members. Ooh. And did he try to say that it was just like a coincidence or like that's who I trust the most? Or Look, they're just all there. They're all around. They're here all I the need time. To hire like, a person. There's a person standing right here. What am I doing? I <laughs> mean, if they want to work here, but also worship here, who am I to stop them? Yeah. Right. Uh, now, also, that lawsuit uh, in 2013 uh, was over Robert not paying his employee- employees properly. <laughs> oh, what? When have we heard this before? Every time a cult owns a business? Wah, wah. So uh, it's reported, uh, this is alleged that some people were getting paid uh, as much as $30 uh, a month oh, shit. for working full time. Um, and it was also alleged in this that uh, that $30 uh, was being drawn out of your own bank account. What? What? And then given to you because they had full control over uh, everybody's financials. Oh, shit. So they would go into your own bank account and pay you a little stipend of your own money that then you could spend because you've given them control over everything. Holy shit. Well, and okay. Sidebar, I guess. So they have no access to their bank account. And they can't spend any of that money. So is the the church housing them? Yes. Them? Okay. The housing of these people, according to this lawsuit, uh, was contingent uh, on their employment, okay. which was contingent on them attending the church, which it was Ooh. adhering to like a moral code and that attending the church was mandatory for that. They were not even allowed, she claims, to go to like leave their, like if you were like a secretary, 
during your lunch hour, you had to eat lunch on campus. You were not to like go off nice. and have lunch and then come back. What the fuck? Because um, they wanted shit. to be in control of your diet. They wanted to be in control of a lot of stuff, apparently. Um, during this but time. But I've had 15 personal pan pizzas this week. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me it's coming out on top. Because back before I joined, I was having almost no personal pan pizzas a week. And now. 15. I'm lousy with them. <laughs> I'm goaded with the sauce. I'm, to, I'm having to, to beat off personal pan pizza with a stick. Yeah. A breadstick. A breadstick. Which is a little treat I get for not questioning <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I should be proud to admit this, but yesterday through my travels, I ate three different pat personal pan pizzas. Hell yeah, dude! Well, that's, they call that yes. in stand-up comedy, I believe, that's called the hat trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you eat a in- personal pan pizza in each room of the comedy store. <laughs> I did the hat trick oh, because our main room, <laughs> belly room, nailing it. House to pizza. In each. <laughs> I had I call it a hat trick because I got so big my pants burst and I had to cover my thing with my hat. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Look, okay, here's the thing. A fedora. <laughs> wearing the Undertaker's hat. The only I love yeah, yeah. You could I could just I could probably cover it with like a yarmulke. Anyway, so uh Or a tostada. It's oh. <laughs> a fun little hat. I had in Texas, the only thing that was open near my gate that I could get to before I had to run to my flight was a place that had uh, personal pizzas. It was like a, a an Italian little, a little Italian joint. So I had one, a very small, heavily overpriced uh, prosciutto pan or personal pizza. I don't think it was pan. It was just personal pizza. And then in Chicago, I passed by a deep dish place and I went, well, I'm not going to not get deep dish. Yeah, so of course. I'm going to go fucking get this deep dish. You read Johnny pan. Tremaine. You're going to get what's owed you. <laughs> yeah, Cause, exactly. Because that's got the pan you were looking for. Yeah. yeah. You were like, last place was no pan. This place, deep dish. This is all pan. All, baby. all pan. pan. Baby. I had a personal pan pizza and a side of potato wedges and it was fantastic. I loved it. And then I flew home to Los Angeles and I was hungry and I looked in my freezer and I had a personal pan pizza that I put in the <laughs> oven and I had three personal pan pizzas in one day and I don't feel good about it but I also I think I may have done it in three different time zones but I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> Tour di Italiano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all of what I did would make any true Italian just weep tears. Just yeah weep. it's crazy that you had I mean, three pizzas in a day and you arguably did not eat pizza <laughs> no notably you are very lactose intolerant oh, yeah. so i think if anyone's crying tears it's your own asshole oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i blew up that plane on, on either side of you on the yeah i also i did get a middle seat on the plane because i had dude, to oh, be, had to be there's switched. nothing worse than being a dude our size in a middle seat because there's just like i'm like well dude this is where my shoulders are i can't yeah. change that <laughs> I'm trying I'm not I that's the thing is like I'm not man spreading I'm putting my fucking knees the regular amount away that you're supposed to I just have a wide frame I'm just like the giant from Game of Thrones and there's nothing I can do here (laughs) I'm sorry Yeah, so I blew that plane the fuck up, baby, which I maybe shouldn't say into a microphone, Uh, but you know what? 
we is where we are so anyway yeah fucking i i wish that i i not this amount but i wish there was somebody that told me where i could and couldn't eat because i think i would be much better for it but in this case it fucking sucks if you want to eat 15 personal pan pizzas you fucking read aragon and do it baby <laughs> Uh, so one of the other interesting things uh, alleged in this 2013 lawsuit, um, on top of underpaying his staff, uh, he was also receiving, quote, honor the man of God gifts what? Uh, from members what? of his congregation. So now, now, so now here's the thing, right, is you're getting paid this $30. Right. You're expected to give some of that back to the church with tidings. Ugh. So, Bullshit. so you give that, and then he's also uh, these payments. These, these people in the church in this lawsuit claim that they were not authorizing these payments, but that there were like hundred thousand dollar payments being taken out of their account as like gifts to the church and being given to Whoa. Robert Shin. Holy shit! So, uh, remember crumping? That was fun. Um, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> <laughs> see this is why we do the context episode right. uh, yep. so not only that but the firmer church member uh, who started the lawsuit also found that Robert was writing checks like I said to himself um, right. because the church had taken over the financials of all their church members so nobody knew any kind of financial dealings and even if they did find something fishy because they got to look at their stuff they would just trust him because he'd be right. like, oh, no, 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 we're doing some, we're just moving some stuff around for the church. You'll be fine. Like, mm. um, and again, this is all alleged from the, the lawsuit. Um, but there's a lot of court documents uh, that are, that, that, like I say, uh, talk about the um, housing and how that's all contingent upon them being in the church. Apparently the judge um, was quoted in saying that, uh, from a financial and livelihood standpoint, it seems like they had pretty much given up their free will. Whoa. Damn. Um, Fuck, man. And he, that judge also, I'm paraphrasing him, but basically said uh, what they've done borders on coercion or brainwashing, but technically, like, they've allowed these people to do this and they don't claim that they're being taken advantage of, so I can't really do anything you know what i mean it's like if i wrote a bunch of checks from armando's account but armando didn't care there's no crime being committed even though technically i shouldn't have done it you know what i mean like yeah if he's not gonna press charges like you would be you would for sure run into some overdraft fees there bud but yeah i get it (laughs) like no i can tell armando is rolling in it We're all the thing about all of us on this podcast right now is we're all very rich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're News all, to me. We're all super. No, Paige is Bezos levels. She's coming from her jet. She's Yeah, I'm about to shave my head because that's what rich people do. <laughs> um, do you think Jeff Bezos heard that quote that you said the last up about uh, it's harder to walk a camel through the eye of a needle? And he's like, we got to get tinier camels. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I, like that was the one when people when when people who claim to be Christians were like rock hard dicks for Donald Trump. I was like, mm-hmm. fools, read the fucking Bible. This guy is like bad fucking news. It's anyway, true, dude. It's yeah. true. Um, but 
like I said, all of this has been preamble to sort of set up history and patterns for B-Dash, Tide-Eyes, and Robert Shin. Um, and try to show you how the idea of all of these people being involved in a controlling religious group that oversees far too much of their subjects' lives isn't that far-fetched. Where on the right. surface, when you start to look at it, and what they'll kind of gaslight you with is like, no, 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 we're just like, guys, we're just dancers, and yeah, we go to church, but it's not weird. Like, But then you start to dive into everything, and you're like, okay, well, this guy, and then so why is Tide-Eyes getting into business with people who have this like weird lawsuit where they were controlling people, and it like, you know, very weird, very weird. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you might be saying that you know, the tight eye stuff, even this lawsuit, um, a lot of that was like 10 years ago, you know, it was 2013, 2014. Um, well, maybe Kyle, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, like the tight eye stuff and the lawsuit, that was like 10 years ago or something. So a lot has changed. Now, Armando, you might say that. Um, <laughs> you might say that. Now, uh, however, there were leaked emails oh, uh, that leaked out on oh, social media. I shouldn't um, have said that. Where it was, hand- you shouldn't have. Yeah, shouldn't have said it. Uh, where Hannah, which is one of the, uh, I believe, one of Robert's daughters, um, mm-hmm. who sort of does a lot of like clerical overseeing work, uh, sent out basically like a an email to everyone um, that said, "Hey, me and Robert need to be BCC'd on all emails you're sending, not just church related." Oh shit. They don't. Okay, I guess so. And I've, that is in that is in seven M, which is very interesting to note specifically. Like in this iteration, um, right? He's at least monitoring communication. Yeah, but yeah. doing it in the dumbest way possible. Like, yeah. you're yeah. Just, yeah. it's yeah. a very like, what boomer you really way. Want is their their like login and yeah. not not the because like if they're all they have to do is send an email and not BCC you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumbest shit ever. It's like, hey, you need to tell me if you talk about me. Okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be sure to do that. I, no, this is on the honor system. <laughs> I fucking, if anyone had access to my email, they would not learn very much about me because I don't use email for anything important. They'd just be like, wow, you get a lot of offers from Taco Bell and Pizza Hut, my guy. Yeah, they'd be like, my girl, you have 32,000 unanswered emails. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Now, uh, it appears that 7M Films controls all aspects of their clients' financial lives because that is not something that anybody has really seemed to argue with. Like, even when, like, B-Dash talked about, you know, 7M uh, just being a normal management company, he was like, yeah, they control my stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that, that sort of vibe. Like, uh, yeah, they, they, they oversee my stuff, but it's, you know, I want it that way. Um you might be saying it's not that big of a deal if they're just like overseeing some TikTok kids, you know, bank accounts, who cares? But I mean, they just booked a Toyota commercial where they're all like dancing yeah. in the Toyota together. Um, they recently opened up uh, for an NBA game. Um, they were like the big like thing. I mean, it's the production quality is insane. Um, and they even promoted uh, a maybe fake Ukraine charity on Ellen. Whoa! Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, like the client hired them and it was fake, or they put it together. Well, so they've been going on Ellen a lot. Their dancers have been going on Ellen a lot because I my my 
opinion is that's probably like a very cheap like segment that they can always like oh we get these dancers in and they do a cool dance and we talk well, to and, them and Ellen's always had dancers on like she had mm. in house she had Twitch for like the longest time um and so that doesn't surprise me she has a lot of like the so you think you can dance people on yeah. or the dance moms like all of it also yeah, the and- bar for getting on ellen is so much lower than you think the other day i watched a 15 minute segment with the guy who did damn daniel being on <laughs> ellen like recently no 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 it was like when oh, damn was daniel was important okay. but they were like they were like what's damn daniel up to now <laughs> 15 years later whatever. believe it or not he was back at it again with the white vans it was crazy <laughs> jesus christ i don't know i said that up that was great uh yeah, so I, I don't want to disparage this Ukraine charity too much, uh, but it was basically one of the dancers in 7M is Ukrainian, and he was saying, like, oh, guys, donate at this link, and then people looked at the link, and they were like, this isn't, like, a known Ukrainian charity, and he's like, no, 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 I'm going to give m- the money to my uncle. He's, a like, a freedom fighter over there. Oh, no. And everyone was yeah. like, what? <laughs> Um, and so Ellen had like shared, uh, the Ellen accounts had like shared his link, uh, to that, uh, like donation on social media and then they had deleted it. Uh, once that Mm. like kind of blew up on Reddit, they deleted that post and then they posted a bunch of like, here's a list of reputable Ukraine, uh, Mm. donation things. And I don't think they've been on Ellen since, so that may have hurt their relationship, um, mm. What with Ellen, a, a clear-headed, <laughs> very nice woman, kind woman, yeah, understanding <laughs> is what I've a heard. Warm soul. You guys ever seen that thumbnail with the two Ellen faces, where she's like, one is like insanely enraged, and the other one is like cool and collected. It's like a famous YouTube thumbnail. That guy does my thumbnails. I'm so excited. Amazing. It's like having Picasso like com- <laughs> commission you fucking bathroom art. Oh, that, I, I know people who used to work for Ellen and the stories. You're just like, oh my God. Dude, I, I knew people who used to work on Conan and they shared like a, a lunch cafeteria and said that the Ellen people would just come in like shell shocked and oh eat in like God. four minutes and then leave. Like, Oh my God. Uh, anyway, so um, my point being that these kids are are making money as influencers. You know what I mean? Like these are some right. of the bigger gigs you get as influencers and they have, you know, brand deals. And so with Robert's shady past of financial manipulation, um, it's definitely, I feel like, uh, you know, valid that people are worried for some of these dancers now obviously when the dancers are saying that they're fine it's hard to do anything past that right but i mean that reminds me of like r kelly where the girls are like i'm fine he's managing my music career and then it's like they're aggressively not fine like it's not okay you know yeah yeah Um, especially with stuff in the entertainment industry it's really hard to 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 gauge whether or not somebody's getting a fair shake normally when they have yeah. like a bunch of representation that can be quote unquote trusted. Uh, so this shit, yeah, it rings a few alarms. So I just yeah. sent in the chat. I just sent the website. 
uh, for 7M Films. I'd like for you guys to just describe to me to this before. website uh, for the viewer. Sort of paint a paint a, a mental picture for them. Am I getting the wrong website? No, no, you're, no, getting, you're the getting the, right the website correct website, my friend. Yeah, I, I've been to this website before when I was looking this up. There's no menu. There's no navigation anywhere. It is literally just a blank page holder that says 7M Films Incorporated is a talent management company that represents some of the top social media influencers in the world. Oh. And that that's it. That's all it says. Mine is graphic pornography. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh sorry. Well, no, that was Lemon Party. My bad. Oh, Armando, no, back, no, no. back. Go back. Oh, I got... S- Armando, did you search seven inches films? <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally went to seven X films. Uh, uh, oh, look you. at that. The porn parody finally came out of her dancing in the park. She is <laughs> oh, not no. dancing. <laughs> um... So obviously their website doesn't give much in the way of information about them and obviously doesn't uh, add to any of their uh, legitimacy uh, in a lot of people's eyes. Um, The Daily Beast interviewed Miranda's sister, Melanie, uh, who said, we've tried to contact authorities, but what's so sad is churches, which is good in most cases, but not in this case, churches are very well protected in the state of California and everyone are all adults. Uh, we can't find anything illegal happening besides complete brainwashing, which you can't really prove. Right. So yes. it's one of these situations of like, uh, what, I mean, what's going to happen unless somebody comes forward? However, one person, it seems, sort of has. Mm. Um, a woman who used to be inside the cult uh, has come forward named Lydia Chung. Um, Lydia Chung was a member of the Shekinah Church. Uh, and 7M and Lydia Chung sued Robert for quote brainwashing her cutting her off from her family and systematically stealing nearly four million dollars from her god damn do you know how many pan pizzas that would buy yeah like seven I mean close to a million (laughs) oh yeah if you don't get if you don't get any breaks uh Oh, I feel like you could negotiate a pretty. Sweet. You're talking about personal so pan pizzas. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, thought I mean, you if meant you're pan an, pizza. Yeah, if you're in an airport, it's like seven. Yeah, yeah it's like seven. <laughs> God damn, I paid fucking $19 for a pizza the size of a 45 record, and I oh, fucking hate I, myself. I, I paid $21 for a pizza at the Burbank airport the last time I flew, and it was a damn good pizza, but I was like, this is not a $21 pizza. <laughs> you know what? Here's what I'll say. In terms of width, it was about the size of a 45, but in terms of height, it was like 45, 45 records stacked on top of each other. <laughs> so I did get I did get a fair amount, and it the was, potato wedges were stacked, $2. Dollars. Stacked Scooby and Shaggy steel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so Lydia claims, uh, to the daily beast, I don't want to cause harm to anyone, uh, going to real churches. Um, Chung emphasized, uh, that the Shekinah church was using the cloak of Christianity based teachings to ensnare new members to her. The organization is quote, much worse than Scientology or any other religious sect. Uh, Chung claimed in the lawsuit that Shin forced her into providing labor and severed all relationships to her friends and family. Uh, She alleged that they watched and monitored and controlled every aspect of her life. From 1996 to 2008, Chung alleges that as a result of fraudulent conduct, Shin was able to obtain $3.8 million from her family trust. Uh, 
monies from her personal years too money Fuck. from her personal banking accounts uh, and a divorce settlement, uh, as well as properties that were signed over to Robert Shin's name. Uh, public trans public records show transfers of a property from Chung to Shin. So this is confirmed. Uh, the way that they warp and praise God onto Robert uh, is very worrying to me. Um, again, I, I talk here about, a little bit about the SoundCloud thing that I, I sort of mentioned earlier, where they are not just worshiping Christianity or Jesus or anything like that. They're worshiping that through Robert. Ooh. And that he is the gateway in the end. I'll be all for that. Yikes. And his children sing in it, and they all, you know, it's 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 very very weird. Um, now, a lot of people online claim that Shin's teachings at the Shekinah Church are rooted in something called the Seven Mountain Mandates, hence Seven M. Mm. Oh, uh, a representative for the Shekinah Church and Seven M Films has actually denied that they're affiliated with Seven Mountain Mandates. And states that the M in Seven M Films stands for Millennium, which so, hmm? I would argue also doesn't mean anything. I'm yeah. just now <laughs> realizing that I thought it was Seven M because it's four more than three M, which is known to stick together, like the tape company. <laughs> what? The people who invented post-it notes? Yeah. Armando. Well, You're yeah. having a nosebleed, dude. You have to stop. <laughs> 3M invented the post-it note, but Girl, arguably wipe your nose. 7M. Here, here's a napkin. Here, please. Thank it's you. all over your teeth. Oh, this is crazy. God. <laughs> 3M oh invented God. the post-it note. Hey, does he note. do this all the time? This is nuts. All the time. You should see his hair. Like when he's oh doing an episode, God. it's just full nosebleed, crazy hair the entire time. <laughs> Um, 3M invested, so, the, invented the post-it note and 7M invented posting it up. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, Lydia Chung uh, um, has said that Robert Shin and the Shekinah Church uh, definitely practice um, the Seven Mountain Mandates. Um, now, the Seven Mountain Mandates, uh, if you don't know about it, is the idea that um, devotees believe that the scriptures spell out a prophecy that in order to establish God's kingdom on earth, we need to immerse themselves or invade the seven aspects of modern society, which are mm-hmm. family, religion, education, media, entertainment, business, and government. So the idea is that secretly, Armando, mm-hmm. you would secretly be a devout Christian. But you wouldn't tell anybody. And then you would rise to the ranks of comedy and become the greatest stand-up comedian in the world with the biggest podcast. And then you would unmask as Christian in something they call being a ninja sheep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, ninja sheep is not a term I've heard uh, super often, but seven, seven mountain mandate is... We'll get back to ninja sheep in a second. Uh... But Bill Gothard and his organization also ascribe to a very similar mandate. It's the mandate behind uh, the ultra conservative Republicans who feel like it's their duty to push America towards a theocracy. Uh. Um, so this is not an unusual belief system. That's pretty, uh, pretty common. The unusual part is calling them ninja sheep because holy yeah. shit, is that the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard? I thought the Seven Mountain Mandates was Arnold Schwarzenegger's speed dating company. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm down for a mountain mandate. Oh. <laughs> and you get seven of them. He has seven mountain mandates. If you're fucking horny in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's mounted mandates. Yeah. <laughs> the Mounties. Seven Mountie mandates. <laughs> oh seven fussy brides. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I, like I like I said, Robert claims that you know the Shekinah Church has nothing to do with the Seven Mountain Mandates. Lydia claims that they were that they definitely practice Seven Mountain Mandates. Um, a letter that they put out uh, that the Shekinah church uh, put out to its neighbors because they were, they bought, they basically bought this compound and they wanted to make the compound legally a church, probably for tax reasons. But to do that, they had to turn this compound, which was just a big house. It would seem with like extra things built around it. Um, They had to basically turn it from a residence into a church. So they had to like, pitch that to the community at like a community town hall. Um, So they wrote this formal letter in that letter. They talk about how they specifically are moving there because they want to be closer to Los Angeles because the focus of the church is to uh, enter majorly and get a big foothold into the entertainment industry. Mm. So it's sort of in line with one of the mountains of the seven mountain mandates uh, pretty clearly. Um, yeah. Also, the Seven Mountain Mandates, and this is sort of the last little circumstantial clue that I'll add in that's sort of fun. Um, seven Mountain Mandates is named after an, a Bible verse called Isaiah 2-2, um, mm-hmm. which is about you know praising God at the tops of these mountains. And if you remember, Robert Shin's son, who is also the director and cinematographer of almost all Isaiah. of their projects and is the reason their production value looks so great, is named Isaiah. What a, what a great little fun coincidence that this dance organization is basing their stuff off of a Bible verse that has tutu in the name of it. <laughs> That's fucking great. Uh, what a fun little Easter egg. What a fun Easter egg. Oh, sorry. Fans. A beaster egg, if you will. Yeah, that's what they call it. They call it beaster. How do you do that? Um, get grimy with it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, one practitioner of 7M uh, is also an advisor uh, to Donald Trump. Whoa. Uh, was an advisor. It was a presidential advisor oh, to is Donald it, Trump. Is it what's her butt? The it blonde is, woman with the angels from Africa? I think so, yeah. I think that's yeah. her, yeah. Um, so they they were, you know, the, the seven mountain mandates, you can you can laugh at it, but like these ninja sheep, they're, they're, all they're getting over. in. You know, they're yeah, these in. ninja sheep are, they've got ninja stars, they've got ninja They're, they're Christian sleeper cell. Yeah. <laughs> they're Christian yeah. sleeper soldiers. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is like, I don't know if it's the same shit, but it sounds very Chris Pratt. You know, that whole sort of yes. like arc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hillsong is not as active. Hillsong, as opposed to like making people famous, they want to acquire people who are already famous, kind of like Scientology does. Dude, it's just so. Um, I love any church that has a VIP seating section. Isn't that so? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you everything you need to know. It's is what it is. I don't know much about Christianity. I'm willing to admit that, but I feel like the concept of a VIP goes against most of Christianity. Well, everybody knows Jesus had that Jew. 
juice. You know, <laughs> Jesus could really get you in wherever you were trying to get you. That juice. Yeah. Jesus would be flipping the tables in this VIP section so fast. <laughs> I'm turning all the wine back into water. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he could do that backwards as a punishment. <laughs> so, uh, now, Robert is also... Uh, dabbles a bit in the entertainment industry at large. Um, if you look him up, he has an IMDb from being a producer. Uh, he produced a Meghan Markle film in 2013. What are the Hallmark ones? Uh, it is like a very, very bad movie that they didn't, okay. they didn't release it until after she was like getting married to Prince Harry or whatever. So oh, now everything in the title, she's not even the main character. She's like the best friend in it. Yeah. But everything's okay. like a royal pain. And like, oh, <laughs> and like they try to like make okay. off it so bad. Uh, he also claims um, he also he does a lot of like I call them in my video Redbox originals. You know what I mean? Oh, like okay. yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, sort yeah, of like yeah, these yeah. low budget. Like he has another one called like abducted where he's like, they took my family. Like it's like we, they can't <laughs> say the word taken legally like, in this. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not taken. <laughs> They've taken my family. <laughs> like, I have a very they specific set my of talents. And yeah. <laughs> I'm good at a very specific list of things. I will list them for you now. <laughs> it's like so low budget, he's talking into his hand. Like they don't have a phone. He's like, I have a very specific. Um, but yeah, all these things are like very like uh like there's something that like you would see like an LA like open mic level comic post in like their story and be like acted in this cool thing. And you'd be like, okay, cool. I got cast yeah. in a movie. Finally living the dream. Yeah. Hashtag made it. Yeah. And then yeah, you yeah, see yeah. it and you were like, Oh, these are filmed on cameras from like 12 years ago. That's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's a producer, but his two made skills are that he pulls a, uh, what is that? A Mcconaughey Texas chainsaw, right? That's who it is. Is that yeah, it's like the third Texas Chainsaw has Matthew McConaughey in it, and they only released it after he was like becoming oh, yeah. super famous. Yeah, exactly. So he did he did that with Meghan Markle, and he also reportedly takes credit uh, for <laughs> Meghan meeting Prince Harry. <laughs> no, um, they filmed they filmed this movie years before they met. Uh, Prince Harry had nothing to do with the production of this film. Um, they did not meet as a result of Robert in any way, uh, but he reportedly claims that is because of his blessing of her because she was so gracious on the film. He blessed her and that good fortune led to her uh, involvement with the royal family. Okay, that's like a friend of mine gave me a crystal candle that says abundance. And I'm lighting it because it smells good. And a lot of good things have happened to me this year. But that's like me saying it's all because of that candle. Well, and honestly, who's to say? But it's probably not. Actually, oh that, that candle that I gave you is only supposed to give you good twerking luck because it's actually abundance. And abundance. <laughs> abundance, baby. Um, no, it was... Here's the the person who gave me the candle has also had a very good year and been on Curb Your Enthusiasm and Russian Doll and a, a, like a million things this year. So I'm like, maybe you need this is your candle. Yeah, I don't maybe know. you have to give the candle away and that's so. How you guys, get it. reverse yeah. search IMDb to figure out who's this great candle gift giving friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it was it's Daniel Perez. Thank you so much for the candle. Uh, crushing it out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. I okay. So yeah, we've got he's Matthew McConaughey, motherfuckers out here, and then he's yeah. making movies with Liam Elboson. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. There's also like 
uh, so, so for a while, um, a few years ago, before he started working with the TikTok kids, uh, his main focus, it seemed, was trying to make his daughter Chloe famous. Oh. Um, and she's like, they would like photograph her with like K-pop stars and stuff, you know, and like very like, oh, the pr- the fo- the photogs ran up on us. Oh, and was like, OK, this is very like. This is going to be a really strange question. Do they have any link to a band named Emblem 3? I don't know. I know okay. Minzy for sure is the K-pop star apparently. So I don't know if okay. they do, but. So there's there's a one-hit wonder band. I don't think they're K-pop. I think they're like Europop. Not sure what the connection was. But their one hit is is a song called like The One That I Want. And it's basically Chloe, You're the One That I Want. Oh, and it's a whole song about this girl named Chloe. Yeah, anyway. Interesting. That That's the only reason I bring it up. Uh, well, no, but so so they were very much trying to make her sort of a, a star. Um, she's also married to a dancer and producer named Daniel Joseph, who okay. uh, I had I was actually DM'd by somebody uh, after I put out my video uh, that told me that Daniel Joseph they had spoken to Daniel Joseph's family and that he was basically influenced by Robert very young and like when he was like fifteen had like an argument with his parents and like ran off and like joined up with Robert and has been like. Like working as a dancer and like producer for Robert like sets. Oh my god! Wow. Um, okay. And Jeez. so he's married to Chloe, and like I said, B Dash is married to Miranda. Tight Eyes is married to a woman who's also one of the dancers in Seven M films. Like it's just strange that like all of these like pair ups have all happened really quickly and nobody's families were involved. There were no wedding ceremonies. Like these are people that post on social media about everything they do. They would, Mm -hmm. there were no wedding ceremonies or they would have posted them a million times, you know, like, yeah, well, especially because they're so good for engagement. Like, well, Oh, because engagement, duh. No, but wedding stuff is wildly good for engagement. Like hardcore wedding posts are like when I got when I got married, I got like three hundred Instagram likes, which I never get. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole reason you get married. I'm not that hot, baby. Yeah. I I still get likes on my wedding photos three years later. Like from Instagram. So like, yeah, absolutely. I Um, no. Sorry, go for it. Now again, I'm not I'm not here to say that anybody's you know relationships are fake i'm not here to say that (laughs) you know any of that but but watch me Um, (laughs) (laughs) where's rachel (laughs) um no but like i said b dash uh and tight eyes um were both married to other women as recently as november b dash's ex-wife has claimed that they're still legally married uh, oh, that shit. they never got a divorce um, and that they were married as an arranged part of that last cult they were in uh, with David Gurley. Um, and yeah, now there's also, like I said, with this trying to make his daughter famous, <clears throat> he gave her this very specific look where she kind of has this like bobbed, like almost a Karen haircut, but like more chic and like stylish. Okay. Yeah, um, she's the uh, the Mia Wallace look. Right, right. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah more yeah. angular, but yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, like, just a very specific, like, way of dressing and stuff. Um, I can't do that, because then I look like the Barefoot Contessa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's I went. I was gonna try and dress as Mia Wallace one Halloween, and I like put the costume together, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be dancing the whole time, or people won't get it. I, well, I was like, I gotta put do like the needle or something, because otherwise everyone's gonna think I'm the barefoot Contessa. But it'd be funnier if I did the needle and all of it, and people were like, oh my god, Mia Wallace, and I was like, no, barefoot Contessa. Barefoot Contessa sorry, <laughs> she's had a rough couple you of years. Seen that episode, I guess. Um, now, now I have a great idea for a Halloween costume. Uh, I'm just gonna wear a bob cut wig and carry a bottle of barefoot wine everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you just need a big white shirt and then like black pants yeah. and then a bottle of wine. And yeah, then a bottle of barefoot. There you go. There you go. Um. So, like like I said, uh, beat ash and tight eyes being married to these other people on the surface doesn't look that crazy. Um, but also all the women in this cult have the same, like sort of get made over into the same look. So all the women that join seven M and start doing these dance videos and stuff, they all sort of get this people on, on TikTok and stuff call it the cult haircut where they get this, like the same Bob haircut. They all start dressing the same. They all start doing the same dances. Like it's sort of this homogenized, like branding of these girls in a way. And again, we have our boy Tide Eyes making another sketch uh, where it's him giving his girlfriend the cult makeover. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, which is like also his his uh, his sketches are about as good as you can imagine, like two dancers doing a sketch is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, not not great. Not, not great. great. One of his sketches, he literally ends it by just staring directly into the camera menacingly. <laughs> To be like, got your ass. Real Steven Seagal energy. Got your fucking ass. It really is. I left the whole thing in my video uncut because I'm like, you just have to see how he flips the switch and like, see, motherfucker. It's um, <laughs> great. Uh, Tight Eyes, in my opinion, is the worst person involved in this because <laughs> he should know better. <laughs> based on what he's been involved with and his level of importance in the dance community. Um, I just find it hard to believe any way of like when he looks at this, you know, I, I really hope that they're not taking advantage of these dancers. Um, but I just, I find it so hard to believe that they're not. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, that is your opinion, but yes, it is it's an my opinion, opinion that I I share. Yes. <laughs> I got to hold on. I was looking up pictures of tie dyes cuz I wanted to know what he looked like and uh oof, very attractive. But also, I need to point Don't you to hunky. this exact picture. I just dropped it in the chat <laughs> for y'all. Oh boy. Uh, oh, oh my god, Tide Eyes is standing <laughs> in an impossible pose on his toes and it rules. And the people it. in the background are also so good. The guy on the far left is looking at yeah. Tide Eyes. He's <laughs> looking like, at Tide Eyes like he's never seen anything like this in he's his life. He's looking at Tide Eyes with very loose eyes open. Very <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. I also love tie dyes in this one. Again, very attractive dude, but in this photo, he has the face of a pit bull about to attack me. Yeah, so tie dyes also uh, produces music. Uh, oh no. Some of his songs have gotten in, in uh, movies and stuff. Uh, one of his songs, uh, he actually produced a song that Chloe wrote. Um, and it has a lot of really weird lyrics about like 
being taken. <laughs> oh no! Wait, were they trying to get it and taken or abducted or yeah, what? It was like the intro track for abducted. Um, yeah, it's also interesting because like Tide Eyes is on that track singing about how he's like never gonna let you go like as soon as he has you, and I'm just like can't help but be like, you mean like the wife you abandoned in November, dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god. Now, B-Dash uh, claims that the real reason uh, that he and Miranda don't talk to Miranda's family is a matter of racism, uh, stating oh. that him being a black man from Compton with a child uh, was something that they did not see uh, for their daughter, mm. right? Um, now, other people online have said that they're probably not racist because... Um, they all lived together during quarantine and like they would like be in videos together and like nothing seemed hostile or anything. Obviously we don't know what, you know, stuff is happening behind the scenes. Obviously TikToks are not a great indication of all that. Um, also Melanie's husband is black as well. Um, but other people claim that, uh, he's like a professional athlete. Um, so he has like a well-paying job and he's rich and he doesn't like, like some people claim that it's more of a classist issue. Um, then a racist issue that he specifically beat Ash was like a poor dancer from Compton. Um, I mean, here's the thing that could be true, right? Like, that could be true. You know, I can there's see nothing parents. stopping that from being true, I can even with everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I could see them wanting to just get more uh, distance just because, you know, the shit you say to my parents is fucking not cool sometimes you know what i mean like and then that just driving them towards the cult uh more you know what i mean like that's just yeah, one yeah. of those factors um and that could very well be i obviously uh am not the person to speak on that racism aspect of right. it uh if if b dash has gone through that that fucking sucks um yeah but uh you know, that that is a big part of the online discourse is that a lot of people and I had some comments on my video that just claimed the way I talked about, you know, uh, tie dyes was rooted in racism. And, you know, I, I, I want to make it clear. I'm just talking about these people because they're part of the story. You know what I mean? Um, however, uh, others in the dance community have also expressed worry that 7M is controlling these dancers so closely. So a lot of other professional dancers have talked on their Instagram stories about how they just steer clear of 7M because they know it's like this like weird religious thing that they don't want to be a part of. And like, they all kind of joke mm. that it's a cult and like weird and, but it's just like this thing that's present in the dance community, you know, like it's just part mm. of being a dancer here. Um, now, 7M Films recently trademarked Crump. Really? Whoa. They started Crump Inc. <laughs> yeah, I knew they were crumping, but what did they do? <laughs> Folks. I'm also I'm on sorry. their Instagram right now. I've been looking at pictures of Robert Shin, who does not look what I like what I expected him to look like at all. <laughs> he's just an old man. Yeah, he's much older than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. And every picture of him is him wearing uh, an Under Armour t-shirt where you can very prominently see his nipples. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Uh, until until this, uh, like when I first started researching this, when this story was first popping up, there were no images of him on the internet. No, and now I've got an image of their house, their their L.A. mansion. Yeah. It went for two point five million. Oof, yeah. you know. I've seen this mansion in the videos too, and here's what's crazy. I so when I was watching some of these uh, videos on TikTok, there was this one girl that came out from Florida mm-hmm. and like met and married somebody there. She's not one of the ones that we've talked about today. But she was dancing around in this mansion, and I was like, I can't fathom or figure out how they're affording this, like, just because it's so fucking expensive. Mm -hmm. And now, looking at these pictures, it is this mansion. This is the one. Yeah, they filmed a lot of their content there, and yeah, uh, they would just, you know, do all that stuff, and... The brand deals are something else that I would would like to talk about really quick, because... they were doing these brand deals, right? So, you know, they're dancing and then in the description it says, Oh, we love our bang energy or whatever. Right. However, when people started reaching out during this whole thing, cause people were being all, you know, Instagram sleuths and they were reaching out to mm-hmm. these companies and being like, do you know you're working with blah, 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 blah. And, uh, when they reached out to several of these, like I believe like Mac cosmetics and stuff, there were, uh, screenshots posted to, uh, uh, Colts yuck on Instagram was an account that was sort of chronicling everything as well. Uh, these brands like Mac cosmetics were like, we have no idea who any of these people are. We're not, Mm. we're not in a partnership with them. Have no intention to be don't over there. So it appears that they were at least again from from the screenshots. Yeah. They were like faking a lot of brand deals with bigger brands to try to like reel in smaller brands, I think is the, is the, the logic there. So they see you do an ad for Mac. Probably a lot of people probably do that. It fucking works. Yeah. Yeah. Like probably a lot of people do that. You know, I, I don't know, but, uh, but that is something that is like an interesting level to, to think about what these like brand deals that they're doing is not only are they making money, but like how many of these brand deals are real? Do they even know if these brand deals are real? You know what yeah. I mean? Are they being told by Robert that, Oh, we got you this, we got you this. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. who knows if they aren't are in control of their financial situations, like it could be anybody's guess. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of people have uh, the, the, the whole them trademarking crump. Yeah. Has raised a lot of issues in the crump community specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, this woman, uh, she rules. Her name is Miss Prissy. (laughs) Uh, And she's just like this fucking badass chick. She was also in the Rise documentary. And in this like 11 minute Instagram video, she basically breaks down that she was actually the first dancer to invent crumping and leave Tommy. But that tide eyes has gone on for years, spreading the misinformation that he started crump, even though it was her. Whoa. And in the rise documentary, she's like in the final, she has like a really badass dance off and like a huge stadium. Like it's really cool. Um, And she's a badass dancer. She actually still lives in North Hollywood and runs a dance studio. Um, And uh, she basically lays out in this 11 minute video that she's like, I let you have this of like saying you were the creator of crump because we all knew you needed this. But once you sold our culture, 
yeah. to this rich Asian family. Yeah. We can't fuck with that anymore. Yeah. And you can't sold what we all made. And now yeah. we can't call what we're doing crump without paying them. Yeah, that's fucked up. And so, you know, that's just an interesting other layer to it all of like, even him saying he's the creator of crump. That's like another layer of smokescreen that like may not even be true. Yeah. Wow. I love the thought process for that being because we knew you really needed this right now. <laughs> yeah. I get, yeah, I get that. He made his whole personality on the creator of Crump. So they were like, all right, dude, you can be the guy who's like, I made this because, like, that's what you really need. I'm going to go be a dancer. Like, that was her logic. You know what I mean? Like, (sighs) I, um, God damn. I've never had a more deep understanding for the motivations of the mayor of the town from Footloose before. (laughs) 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 Nothing but trouble. Uh, Nothing but trouble these dances. Don't let them dance. I tell you. I I looked up Abducted, by the way, the 2018 film uh, that has an hour and 50 minute runtime. Oh jeez! Um, it's got uh, here's the tagline for, it, or at least the uh, the synopsis that they have on IMDb. After his young daughter is kidnapped, a war hero takes matters into his own hands. <laughs> well, detectives unravel the mystery surrounding the unusual crime. It is just taken. It is straight up just taken. It doesn't really have anybody notable in it except no. for the guy who played Azamat in Borat. <laughs> is in it for some reason. Wait, is that like oh, the no. is that like Borat's best friend? Yeah, it's the guy that's like that comes with him in the first movie. Yeah, okay, guy. that guy just owns a uh, like he literally owns a like convenience store in Van Nuys. Like you can go see him whenever you want. What? He just is running what? his convenience store. Yeah, they cast him out of that because I guess like Sasha Baron Cohen used to go to that convenience store and he was like, oh, that'd be the perfect guy. Well, well, (laughs) his IMDb says that he's a producer and actor, but uh, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. They should have put convenience store owner up there. (laughs) They should (laughs) have. Oh my God. Uh, So the top review for this movie, by the way, is just simply, please do not punish yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. That's an oof in the chat, folks. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of videos uh, after all these allegations came out about Miranda not uh, seeing her family for a year where she's like, hi, guys, I'm here about to visit my family where I'm going to see them in just a minute. Um, But they're never in the video. No, because she's like, well, this is private. And they, they say that they met with her, but that it was always like, "Okay, I'm meeting with you guys. What now? And they're like, well, we want to talk to you. And she's like, well, you have 20 minutes. You know, and then like she would fly home and be like, so I saw my family today. Everything's fine. You know what I mean? Like, um, obviously, I can't speak to any of that family drama. And like I said, there's TikToks uh, and like subreddits dedicated to all of it. Um, So if you want to dive more into like the and he posted this and then she posted that um, sort of thing, uh, you definitely can. Um, But I'll sort of say I would say that if sorry, go for it. No, no, go ahead. I would say that if you if you find yourself wanting to learn more about it, just go outside. Just leave. Yeah. Just walk away <laughs> yeah. from the fucking computer and just stop. Yeah, touch touch grass as the kids say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll sort of end my research with just this. This is a a, a quote from Lydia Chung. Um, Robert is a copycat. 
He uses other preachers' messages, manipulates the wordings for obedience, then talks his members into small gatherings and cuts them off from the world. Damn. Damn. Um, so, you know, there's also some court allegations of, of Robert sexually assaulting some members of his congregation. Um, people claim that Robert is the one that like ordered Miranda to go be with her family in these weird videos. You know, there's a lot of stuff we can't prove. Um, and a lot has come out about this story even since I started researching it when it first dropped. So I'm sure it will be ever evolving, uh, in this realm. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. And they sort of, I don't know if they have their stuff filtered, but there's no negativity in their comments about any of this stuff. There's no, they have to have it filtered because the first place I went when this all came out and when people were sending me the videos, I went to the comments on their videos and there was nothing. And I was like, this, this, somebody must be filtering these yeah. because there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just think that because everyone's commenting negative stuff on your shit, Kyle, that's because you <laughs> suck. <laughs> And all YouTubers are dumb. It's true. And listen, oh, wow. I'm a YouTuber. Listen, that's a, that's hear a me big, out. Uh, thank you. All YouTubers are stupid as fuck. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, that was it. They're all dumb. Hear They're fucking out. stupid. They think $4 million can buy you a million fucking personal pan pizzas. <laughs> When I, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I worked for a legitimately, uh, the only evil person I've ever met in my life, uh, which is, was a YouTuber. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was the worst, like two name years names, ago. name fucking names. Oh, I would, I would love to. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think well, I should. Once we turn the recorders off. Yeah. 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 If you, hey, and if you're a listener, if you want to know, DM me and I'll send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, tell Mr. Beaster I said what's up. (laughs) Beaster Bunny. It was definitely Smosh, you guys. (laughs) Wait, was it? No. Okay, okay, good. Because for a second I was going to have to... I was like, I think I... I I was like, I know other people who work for Smosh, so that's kind of surprising. I believe that Smosh and all of their people that work for them are great. Thank you. (laughs) We love Smosh. We love Smosh. I'm not being brainwashed. I just, I don't know. I don't <laughs> we love Smosh. We love no, Smosh. I mean, that's pretty much all I've got for you guys. It's it, uh, Like I said, it's a, it's an evolving story. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes next uh, or if anything else ever comes of it. I think the only thing that will ever come of it is when some of these people end up leaving eventually. Yeah. Um, or when Shin dies, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. God damn. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for bringing this to us. Um, it was so much more than crumping, buddy. <laughs> this was a hoot. Mm-hmm. This was this was honestly so much fun, and I'm so glad that you were able to come through. Uh, where can people find you and more of the stuff that you do? Yeah, like I said, you can find some of my uh, documentary content that I make uh, on YouTube. There's also some of my stand-up on there, uh, Kyle Anderson Comedy. So check that out. Uh, I run a monthly show in L.A. also called Kids in the Yard. You guys both need to come be on it that'd be fun yeah, that'd be um, and then i uh i wait is it at normandy in 90 <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's at their it's at the uh the 7m compound yeah. um, <laughs> it's at 98th and normandy you, you see through. you see the $10 idea of tickets this, the idea of drink, this show don't wear red 
you yeah we're, we're trying to have the show invade every aspect of comedy so you have stand-up <laughs> improv yeah. uh, short form improv <laughs> political well my <laughs> favorite <laughs> my favorite thing to do is when i go up on stage and i crush and then after my set i go i'm christian and then i walk <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ninja sheep this whole time y'all didn't know you were laughing with a christian and i walked with christ with this whole set ninja sheep should be your pass through llc corporation name armando i love that so much ninja sheep is so see if good. it's taken see if it's taken my my my, uh, my my llc uh is actually hope dealer <laughs> that's 100 percent legitimate <laughs> oh my god um yeah so you can follow me on there i also do a podcast about movies and their development history called development hell uh that's very fun where we deep dive on all kinds of weird shit that was hard to make <laughs> yep hey Thank you so much for coming on, Kyle. I was going to start my plugs when I guys, realized I should Guys, have a thank you. You guys are so fucking fun to yeah, riff with. This, this is, is a great so way fun. to spend my afternoon. This was beautiful. <laughs> this was great. <laughs> I um, Hey, if you want to find me, you can very easily. Uh, I'm at... <laughs> Ninja Sheep Productions LLC. <laughs> ninja Ninja Sheep Media. See, yeah. dude, I can't wait to like to like Paige and I finally meet at a show and we're like friends and we're like, oh, we've never met. We've just done an internet pod <laughs> together before. <laughs> oh my god. I, I'm surprised at like because like we were remote for so long that there are people that I technically knew for like two years and never met in person. And then now like this year that we're like back out, finally getting to meet those people. I'm always so happy when someone seems the same way they did online. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. And we're just like instant friends. That's great. Uh, that's always great. <laughs> What's crazy for us is that like you just recently met Blaine Gibson in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, but he's exactly the same way he was online. Of course. That was perfect. He's one of our best friends. I fucking love that. Yeah guy um mm -hmm. hey you can find me online at mondo does stuff that's m-a-n-d-o does stuff all one word uh instagram tiktok uh twitch when i remember to do it uh, i post show dates on my instagram also go listen to must be dice a tabletop role-playing game podcast that i do with funhouse it's a great time you're gonna love it um and also get your tickets to rtx where i will be doing a bunch of shit and Paige will be there as well and we're gonna do some a bunch of shit on the first and i really gotta review my schedule for that because i might not have a single free second all of saturday and that makes me very sad because i just found out we drink for free at the industry parties baby that's right i'm getting drunk tonight <laughs> um, uh, mondo does the bar <laughs> <laughs> that's the last time i think i was with mondo at an open bar industry party was roast battle season three and that was a yeah. wild night so yeah you know. i pissed in an alley and i gave people my social security card it was not a good night <laughs> well no it was a great night for me bad night <laughs> for the social night. security office yeah. <laughs> it's a bad night for everyone trying to keep me in check anyway um yeah thank you so much and i love you and goodbye and good night and good luck. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's your girl, Paige. I'm here every week. If you're listening to this on Monday when it comes out, that means that tomorrow I am battling Joe Urell for roast battle for the title. If it's probably already sold out. Uh, but like, you know, if it's not, check my Instagram. Uh, 
after that, I think RTX is the next thing coming up after that that I can actually plug. I'll be there on the first. Uh, that's the only day I can be there. I have to fly back for other stuff. Um, and keep an eye on my Instagram for other stuff coming up potentially in America and also maybe outside of America. Okay, great. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, it's at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok and at Page Wesley on Twitter. Uh, also, if you're not tired of hearing my voice yet, Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod. I love you so much. Bye. And hey, if you want to follow the show on Instagram, it's at Colt Podcast. Or at Colt Podcast Show on Twitter. You can also send us an email to coltpodcastshow at gmail.com. Or if you invented crumping, I'm going to need you to send all of your proof to us in a shoebox, duct tape closed, <laughs> at 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237, like, like the, the shining, shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. God, God, I hope you get something. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's just like a box of bees, I hope you get something. <laughs> Hey, uh, quick question. Can I turn Can I turn Baja Blast into holy water? Can I get Baja Blast blessed by a priest? You mean Baja Blast? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't baptize my kid in anything less. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be sticky like your relationship with the Lord. <laughs> Stick with him through oh. thick and thin. And the Thank Lord's you so much. voice echoes through the Baja. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think for this one, I'm going to say, don't drink the Baja Blessed. We don't know what's in that. They've been dunking people in it all day. (laughs) And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye.